What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. What's up, Dream Builder? We are back again. We got an episode today that I'm telling you this is going to inspire you because right now everybody's trying to get in real estate and rightfully so. Why? It's because they're not making no more land and you know he or she who owns the land or the real estate on top of the land, they make the rules. So today we got my brother on the line, Mr. O'Neal J. Parker. O'Neal, you want to go ahead and say what's up to Dream Nation? Yo, 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 what's up, Dream Nation? I appreciate Casanova for having me on. I appreciate being in front of the Dream Nation family. Uh, my name's O'Neal, man. I'm just ready to rock the show, man. Man, absolutely. We got no doubt that you will. Now, the way that I always love to start the show is I compare us as entrepreneurs to superheroes. And the reason being is because we constantly, we flying around the world, we putting on our cape, and we're trying to solve some of the world's biggest problems. And I know that that's what you've been doing throughout your real estate career. And we see you on social media, on YouTube, Instagram, Clubhouse, all of the places as that Superman who shows up all the time for the people. But what a lot of the times we don't know is who is that Clark Kent behind the scenes? So tell us for O'Neill, who's that Clark Kent? Oh, man, just a guy, man, trying to help the community. Uh, learn about generational wealth, real estate, just, you know, help, help in the financial space. So that's just really me, a uh, laid back guy, low key, be chilling, but just want to see everybody win and uh, help people out where I can. That's, that's just me on the back end. I'm not really a person that likes to be out there. I'm not really a teach attention seeker. I just like to really chill, you know, I like to chill and watch and see what's going on, but that's also help at the same time. No, I respect it. I'm sure a lot of people can vibe with that. Now, let's take it back. You say you try to teach people now generational wealth. What was it like growing up for you? Did you grow up with a family who was owning businesses? Did you grow up with a family who was owning land and you saw that there was advantages? Or did you grow up on the opposite side where everybody else was owning the businesses and the land and you felt like you was at a disadvantage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, talking from our community aspect, most people don't come from nothing or they never been around entrepreneurs. It's kind of different for me. I was always around entrepreneurs. Uh, my fa my father talked about generational wealth. He talked about life insurance, things like that. My grandpa was an entrepreneur. He never worked for anybody in his life. He dropped out of school in the third grade. He owned a concrete company. He was making 10000 a month, I mean, a week in the 90s. So that was things I was seeing all the time. My, my dad never worked for anybody in his life, entrepreneur, on multiple businesses. Uh, he's the only African-American to own a building downtown in my area. So I was always around entrepreneurs, people working for themselves, people making money. So that was instilled in me as well. So it was always around, um, you know, when they, I would always be around them when they was talking and saying different things, I was just taking it. And I was, you know, it stayed in me. So, I would, you know, think about it and, and research it later and uh, figure out like, damn, I want to be an entrepreneur too. So it was always in my blood is uh, my dad raised me as in having good credit, saving money. He was like, stay away from credit cards. Mm -hmm. He taught us that since like young, young, young age. And another thing, he was always big on life insurance. He even said, go get life insurance with your friends because that's what other cultures do. So I was always around, um, you know, good things. I was not really like, you know, people in our culture on the other side. Um, we was uh, a decent family, you know. I was raised in like a... 800 square foot house, family of five till the age of nine. 
And then he built his house. Well, my parents built their house from the ground up like 40, 500 square feet. So we're from like a hut to a nice size house. Right. And, uh, you know, just watch all that. That inspired me to do a lot of things, too. So that was just a little, little bit about me growing up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what's up. So explain the concept. Hold on. You said this is the first time maybe you ever heard of that. Go get life insurance on your friends. Yeah. So, you know, other cultures do that. So how they come up is they all get life insurance on each other. So, you know, your friend Bob dies when he's 55, you collect a bag from him. You collect a bag from her. I didn't whatever. know they was letting people do that. So I could just yeah. tell, for real? Yeah, you got life insurance both, on any of your partners? As long as both people agree. <laughs> wow. So then who's who's paying the, the you got to pay the, the, yeah, the premium? Yeah, yeah. So it's like I get life insurance on you. I get a million dollar policy on you and I just pay whatever it is a month. It might be $50, $60. And then once you die, I got to get your uh, death certificate presented to the insurance and then I get paid from you. Got it. So what's, I guess, the, the stopping you? If you like, yo, you know you got a million-dollar policy out on me, what, what stops you from, from taking a hit out on me? Hey, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, guess the, <laughs> I guess the cops, when they do their research, you know they got to do their back-end research before they give you the money. It's not got just it. like they're going to give it to you. Got it. That's what's up, man. I'm sure somebody listening at that, like, yo, did you know? Because I didn't yeah. know that. But that's A lot of people don't, you know, they don't leverage life insurance anyways because – as your parents get older, it's younger, you know, it's cheaper while they're younger. So mm -hmm. get it while they're alive. And then you just never know. Cause my brother passed away at the age of, what do you think? He was 16 or something. I was 14. Wait, what? No, he was 17. I was 14. I'm sorry. So, you know, we didn't know that. So the right. point is having life insurance. Cause you never know. Man. We don't, we ain't trying to sell fish plates and pork chop plates. We just, you know, do, do it the right way. <laughs> no, I, I feel you there. So you, you're growing up, you're an entrepreneur. What makes you decide that you want to do real estate of all things, right? Because you're still relatively young, right? I know I am too, but how old are you right now? 27. 27. So, I mean, right now you're in the age, and we, we both are. We're in the age where everything looks shiny, everything looks cool. You can get into the tech industry. You could get into Amazon, all these things. Why did you decide that you wanted to go into real estate? Gotcha. So, honestly, man, I always wanted to do real estate since so I was like maybe 12 Cause like I said, my dad purchased, he had a building downtown Lafayette. So I grew up around big buildings, apartment buildings, bank buildings, seeing those things all the time. And I was like, man, who owns these buildings? Cause they gotta be making a lot of money. Uh, they have tenants. And then of course it's a big building. So it was always something I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to be a real estate agent cause I didn't know about real estate investing. So once I got out of college and then purchased my first house, well, built my first house when I was 21. And I was like, it came back. I was like, man, I need to make some more money. And then real estate came back. And then, you know, I got into real estate like that. So it was always something I wanted to do. And uh, I just got into it. Got it. Now, did you ever get your real estate license or you got, you never even got it? Never got it. Got it. So never how did you get started in the real estate game? Because you said, you know, you were 21, you built your first house. How, mm -hmm. what was your first start in the real estate game? So first start in real estate was wholesaling, wholesaling real estate. So I did that for four months, strictly wholesaling real estate while I had a job. I made, uh, started my business with actually $63. I had more money, but all the videos and people, gurus, you watch say, you can get in this business with little money, no credit. Of course, I thought it was a scam, but I really wanted to figure out if it was true. So got in the game with $63, made $2,000 in three weeks, $50,000 in four months, over six figures in my first year, and uh, purchased 13 units valued at $1.3 all in my first year, and also got my first fix and flip. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So let's let's back this up because for somebody that's listening right now and they say, look, I got more than $63. I, yeah. I got a good 500. So I can 10x that just about. Yeah. 
How do I get my star if I want to turn this 500 into 5,000? Man, it's easy, but it's not really about the money. It's about the mindset and the grind because mm. real estate, you know, is look at it. You buy a house, fix a house, sell a house. But if you don't have the mindset for it, you don't have to grind for it, it'll never work for you. So that's why I think the failure rate is so high in real estate, just when it comes to a any part of real estate, agent, broker, developer, flipper, wholesaler, the failure rate is so high because people don't have the mindset. It looks easy, but they don't see the grind. They don't see waking up early. Like when I started, I used to wake, I used to wake up, uh, go to work at like five in the morning, get off. It depends probably like five, six. So working 12 hour shifts after that, I had to work on my business. I would go right. We buy houses signs and go put them out. So I was going, I'll leave home probably, let's just say 10 at night, go out, put signs, come back at one, two in the morning, get back up at five and do it again. A lot of people don't want it. They don't see that grind. They don't see that right. back and forth. They just see the checks and the money. So you don't have that consistent grind, uh, grinding day in, day out. It'll never work for you. And then, you know, a lot of people don't see that part. They just see the cash and the checks. <laughs> Facts. And I mean, it's so tough nowadays because just like you said, with the ads and social media and everything, that's all they're showing you is the checks. Yeah. Right? They're not showing you the properties that they just lost out on, the the, the investors that they, they couldn't secure the deal with and the relationships that they were blowing yeah. Right. So that's right. that's where a lot of people, like you said, the failure rate is so high. I always say just especially in the agent and broker world, it's the easiest business with the lowest barrier to entry to get into. Mm -hmm. But it's the hardest to stay in. Right? right. Because of that mindset. Now, for you, as you was doing these 12 hour shifts and you was grinding, what was your inspiration to keep going? Did you have a network? Like, did you have a coach? Uh, was your parents like, hey, you, you better make this work or otherwise it was going to be I told you so. What did that look like? Nah, my parents is like, what is that? Like, you know, and I'm really a low key person, so I didn't really tell them what I was doing. I think I showed them maybe the first two checks, really. But I'm, I'll, if nobody asks me, I'm not gonna just tell you, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So, uh, really, the motivation was just self. I'm self motivated. You know, I don't really need a, a Grant Cardone video, an ET video to get me up and pumping. I'm ready to go as soon as I wake up. Um, but motivation was it like I want to succeed. I gotta like if I see. Let's just say I see you doing something. I just see you made a $10,000 check. I was like, if he can do it, why can't I do it? So that was my inspiration. And um, I was strictly learned. I learned off strictly off of YouTube. I started in 16. My first actual real estate event was 2018. I went to a Ramon Tooks event. The only yeah. reason I went because it was free. I, I, I'm cheap. I don't like paying for the stuff. I would go to uh, real estate. Shout out meetings. to Ramon. We just had him <laughs> on the show. Shout out to Ramon. Yeah, Ramon. Ramon, that's a brother of mine, man. But I'm a cheap guy, man. I learned from real estate meetups, paying $10 a month and strictly YouTube. And like I said, I'm an action taker. It takes a little bit. If I hear one thing, I'm going along with it. I'm not, it doesn't take, uh, you know, months and months of reading and education for me to get started with anything. If I hear something I like a little bit, I'm taking that, going researching myself and taking action because success is all about taking action and showing up. You could educate yourself thousands of years. If you never take action, you never uh, succeed. Hey, Dream Builder, if you are anything like me, you know the importance of setting goals and achieving those goals. And anytime you find something interferes with that, ultimately it interferes with your happiness. And if that's you or if you're in a rut right now, I want to encourage you to check out BetterHelp.com. 
Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling that's done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and they'll match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses back. Plus, you can schedule weekly, video, or even phone sessions, all without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. Regardless if you're dealing with depression, grief, anxiety, or anything along those lines, there's a licensed professional just waiting on the other side to help you. And of course, I want to help you as well. I want you to start living a happier life today. And because you're a part of the Dream Nation tribe and as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com forward slash dream nation. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash dream nation. And you can join over 1 million people who have taken the charge of bettering their mental health. Now let's get back to it. Back. So a lot of people, they're okay with taking the action, but I think that at the back end, they're really scared of failing. Yeah. Right? So I, I'm for, not scared of failing, man. I'm like, talk honestly, to about it. honestly, I prayed about it. I was like, man, God, if you're going to show me failure or my worst, show me now so I can be better in the future. Hmm. It is what it is with me. If I fail, just go back to where I started. If anything happens, I'll just go back to my parents' house. Or I'll figure it out. That's how I am. I'll figure it out at the end of the day. Yeah, that's what's up, man. So, you know, when you first started out wholesaling, because a lot of people are looking for community, you said you found a $10 meetup. How valuable was that meetup for you? Uh, or was it just like, nah, I was already doing it. I just needed a place to be able to ask questions at. Or was that a lot of how you were able to really keep your inspiration going in the times that it got hard? Man, it was mind blowing, really, because I paid $10 and that changed my whole life because um, they would have a meetup, then they'd have a meetup after a meetup. So the meetup after the meetup was like 10 people. And that's where the real game is at. I don't know why they invited me, but they invited me all the time. And then I really learned and connected with those people. And I'm still cool with them to, to this day. And I started this in 2016. And of course, a lot of those people was way older than me. Uh, they was like 40 plus. And at the time I was 22, 23. I don't know. I guess they seen some in me, but Learning from people that's been in the game a while, it, it, it boosts you up maybe like 10 years. So that's how it scales so quickly when other people are struggling. So um, just being there, listening to what people said, $10 advice, I bought my first property, no money out of my pocket, and I walked through with a $22 check. And no money out of the pocket at all. How just, did you structure it? People, Because everybody's thinking right now, how, how did you structure this? Just listening to somebody else, because he bought like 40 properties in a year. And I was like, how did you do that? So I'm going to tell you. So leveraging credit, time, and relationships. So <clears throat> I leveraged my credit, had good credit. I was like 740 or something like that. So I secured a bank loan from the bank. And then they say you need the 20% down. You got to have 20%. So the other 20% that's needed, I did owner finance with the owner. So the purchase price was for 56,000. I got a bank loan for 45 and I owner finance 11,000 with the owner. So that was 100% of the purchase price. My bank loans, I think was 380. And then the owner finance was $200 for three years and the balloon payment on the end. So my total payment was 580. The cash flow, I mean, the cash, um, the rent was 850. I'm sorry. So I still had cash flow of 300 plus. I walked into this. With a purchase price fifty six thousand at the time that I bought it, it would appraise at seventy three thousand, and then I painted the whole house, changed the floors in two rooms, and then once all that completed, it appraised at a hundred thousand dollars. So you bird it from the start. 
That's it. So once I went to the appraisal at 100, I got a line of credit on the rest of the equity, and I just used the line of credit to for, uh, fast forward my real estate career. That's what's up, man. Do you so that <laughs> do you still use this method today? Because you teach a lot of people how to get started with creative yeah. financing. Yeah, yeah. So I tell people, uh, start where you are. So if you have good credit, you don't have to start with wholesaling. You need to figure out what wholesaling is. You need to know what it is. But if you have good credit, leverage your credit and just get started. If you want to buy rentals, buy rentals. So you can leverage banks. You can leverage on the finance. You can leverage business credit. There's many ways to get started. You just have to get started where you are. You don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to have the best credit. And you don't really have to have a network. You just have to figure out where you are and how could you get started in the game. Got it. Now, a lot of people, they struggle with this owner financing thing because they're like, well, why wouldn't they just want to get all of their money out right now? If they're going to sell the property, why wouldn't they want somebody to give them that big lump sum? How have you been able to convince sellers that owner financing is the route to go? Right. So it's all about listening. So you don't just go in there and say, hey, I see you got this property for 30000 You want to own a finance? No, you got to figure out what situation is going on and how much money do they really need to go on to the next thing that they want to do. So that's what you got to do. That's what I do with the first property. Just listening, talking, building rapport over time. Like, hey, you know, what's really going on? Why do you want to sell this property? Uh, you know, I really have a doctor bill I got to pay or I plan to move into Texas, you know, and then you start talking about that. So why do you want to go to Texas? What's the what's the plans out there? Uh, you plan on buying a house? You plan on renting a house? What You know, what's, what's really going on? And then once you start talking to them, they give they lay it out for you. So once they lay it out, you build a plan. For their for their for their for their problems because that's what we are we're, we're real estate investors with problem solvers so in my situation she was moving to Texas and she just needed a down payment for her new place so the down payment might have been thirty thousand or something like that so I was like how about I give you uh, would you be open to eighty percent of this purchase price that I can give you in cash and then on the finance another eleven because if I pay you you know forty five. 50, I think it was 46000 in cash, you know, that cover your down payment that you're looking for. Would you be open to that? Because I can help you in the next 20, 30 days. She was like, I don't know about that. I got to pray to God and see. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. She called me back two, 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 uh, two hours later. She was down for it because I solved her problem that she was looking for. She just wanted to sell the house to get a down payment for her new house. So she helped me and I helped her at the same time. That's what, so it's all about figuring out the problem. How could you solve it? Got it's it. always a way to solve the problem. You just got to figure out and be creative with the, uh, the way that you pitch it. <clears throat> yeah. No, man, I, I love that. And that's what I tell people all the time. Like, you are a problem solver. We always think transactional. But I love what you said earlier. You said uh, um, credit. What would you say? Something, something, relationships. You, you got to leverage, leverage other people. Credit, relationships, money, time, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you said credit, time, and relationships, right? So mm -hmm. I was thinking in my mind, it was like CTR because in the online world, we always talk about like click-through rates, right? I know yeah. click-through rates, especially if anybody watches YouTube or you're probably watching this at right now, click-through rates. So I'm thinking, yeah, the click-through rate, it's it's not really, the CTR is, is credit, time, and relationships, which are all three very, very important, especially yeah. to somebody who's busy and, and they're thinking about getting into real estate. So I love that you said that. For you, do you use any systems? Um, 
now or, or has it always kind of been you just you doing all the work? Shit, I'll be honest. When I first started, I was just go, go, go. Uh, you know, I heard about Podio, had it, but didn't really use it. I'm all about simple, very simple. Uh, use a notebook and keep it going. But now we use uh, Podio, we have VAs, we have teams. So now it's all about systems because if you're trying to scale, you got to have a system. You can't really scale and uh, you scatter brain all over the place. So, yeah, we got VAs, uh, we have Podio. What else we got? We got, of course, PropStream, all that. So, yeah, we have systems now. Got it. We kind of scale, man. I hear you. Do you um do you use a lot of hard money now? Or do like what is that? Because a lot of people, if they're listening at this and they say, listen, I don't have a lot of money and my credit's not the greatest right now. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but I do know that there's some hard money people out there, but I don't necessarily know how to even contact them or whatnot for you. Or has hard money ever been something that's been valuable to your business? I'll be honest, I never used hard money until the last six months. So why'd you start? Because I'm trying to scale to the next level and I just recently quit my job in September. So if I want to have three flips going at one time, I still want to purchase rentals at the same time. I need as much money and uh as many money sources as possible. So I'm using small banks and hard money lenses at this time. I have a, two hard money loans out at this moment, and I'm trying to do my, my third one right now at this moment. So the reason I use them now is because I'm trying to close as fast as possible and scale as fast as possible. So yeah, so you're, using, so you're using the hard money lenders to acquire the property. And then mm -hmm. obviously you still got your credit and then you got other properties that you could probably leverage against. So then you could get basically and burn all those things. But that's what allows you to get the credit or the close really quickly is with the hard money. Exactly. So use the hard money, uh, buy it, fix it, rehab it, and then refinance with a small bank to keep it. Got it. Now, before we, we hopped on the live, you were also talking about another way that a lot of people don't know about, and that's using credit cards. Yeah. Right? How, how has credit cards helped you to build your portfolio? So uh, once I heard about business credit, I was like, damn, I didn't know we could do this. So, you know, <laughs> I had to research a little bit and then I applied for business credit cards. I think the first round I ever got was 32000 something like that. So once I got the cards, I was like, well, how you take the money off the cards? When I researched that. Started taking money off the car. So the first time I used business credits for a rehab that I did in 2017, I believe. So took the money off the cards, used it for the rehab, paid the contracts, bought the materials. And then, you know, I, I got through the deal. And then once we closed the deal, pay the cards back and just it's a, a wash, rinse and repeat cycle. So it's all about using OPM. It doesn't really matter where the money comes from as long as it's not at your own pocket. And if the deal makes sense, you know, leverage your credit cards. Because it's interest-free, 12 to 15 months, so same as cash. Why not use it? Hey, Dream Builder, are your home and auto policies almost up for renewal? If so, and you're looking for a lower rate, I believe I have a solution for you, and it's called Policy Genius. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare home and auto rates in one place. They can help you find home and auto coverage similar to what you have now, but at a lower price. And the best part is they've saved customers on average $1,250 per year over what they're already paying for home and auto insurance. Getting started is super easy. First, just head on over to policygenius.com and answer a few questions about yourself and your property, and then Policy Genius takes it from there. They'll compare rates from America's top insurers from Progressive to Allstate to find you the lowest quote. So head on over to policygenius.com to get started right now. Again, that's policygenius.com, and you can find out when it comes to insurance how they help you get it right. Now let's go ahead and hop back into it. 
Now, two things that I have. First off, somebody's looking or, or listening to this right now and they're saying, okay, well, how do I get the money off the credit card? Because there's things like cash advances, but those are super expensive. Like, how yeah, do I get the money off? The, how, how do you get it off? And they got plenty of ways to do it. So, uh, of course, they got the cash advance. You use the PayPal, Google Wallet, um, a lot of different things like that. But the best way to do it is you tell a friend, I'll be like, hey, Casanova, is there any way you can send me an invoice from your podcast for like 20000 and I'll swipe my credit card. Once the money goes in your account, if you don't mind just giving it to me. That way you have no, no fees. But the thing about it is you, you want to use like a, a dummy LLC, a dummy business. You don't want to use like a real business and invoice each other because, um, you know, that comes back on the books and all that. Well, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but that's that's the easiest and smoothest way to do it. Get a few friends to say, hey, send me an invoice for a certain price or whatever. Use your card and then you get the money back from once they bank account. Another way to do it is, uh, you know, around Christmas time, holidays. Hey, everybody, buy the gifts on my credit card. Just give me the money uh, once I use my card. Yeah, no, that's solid. I mean, I, I hear so many scenarios of how people get them off. So I'm always interested. And it's just crazy how so many people are creative. But that just goes to show, like when people say, oh, I don't have any money. Well, if you do have a little bit of credit and you do have a credit card, if the deal is worth it, you'll figure it out. Right. You'll be creative. But just like you said, the deal has to make sense because don't do something if you already don't know what your exit strategy is going to be with this. Right. Exactly. That's where you'll get in trouble at because then all because and you really got to factor in that everything will not go right. right? Nah, gotta, nah, people are always. Oh, yeah, I got a slam dunk. It's like there's no such thing. Right. Yeah. I say at least budget for five thousand over or for like the oops or with the with the F moments because it's going to happen. Right. Uh, Another thing. You, you can't cover everything. You something, can't. Something, something is going to be messed up. Right. No, 100%. Now, are you using like text marketing or anything like that now? Because I know that's become a, a new wave that people are, you know, not as much on the phone calls because a lot of the times they don't answer. So you're using mm -hmm. text marketing and, and trying to drive at least the interest of sellers that way. Do you guys implement that in your system? Yeah, we do. So first it's cold call and then we do text blast. So I'm I'm head over disposition. So once I look up a number, I'm calling them twice, double, double, double dial. If they don't answer, I'm shooting up a text, but like, hey Paul, just give me a call. So I'll leave it blank like that, leave it open in it. So they'll be like, hey, who's this? You don't want to say like, hey, I'm looking to buy your house because they're gonna be like, I'm tired of getting these messages. They probably got like 20 of them already. So you just be like, hey Paul, this on there, just give me a call. They be like, damn, who's this? And when that conversation, right when that person uh, gives you a call and they say, hey, you you sent me a text message. What is this regarding? What are you saying? Shit, I, t I get on the phone like I've been knowing. I'm like, hey, Paul, what's going on? Man, it's O'Neal. Long time no see. They be like, O'Neal, why, why I met you at? Man, you don't remember we met like two two years ago in Home Depot, Lowe's? And just start talking like that because you bring down, you break down those walls because most people, when you get on the phone, it's like their guards up. Like, who you call? why you calling me? What are you talking about? This and that. I get on the phone like we we've been on each other. So they'd be like, oh, uh, I really don't remember. But, you know, what's going on? Oh, man, I'll just call and check it up on you. But, you know, why have you on the phone? I did pass by a house. It may be years. Uh, are you familiar with this property? And then, bam, it's smooth after that. Smooth most people get on the phone and be like, hey, uh, uh, is this your property? And, uh, <laughs> uh, to? and they'd be like, nah, I'm done. Now, if you get on the phone like you've been knowing them, they, you know, they kind of open the talking to you and be like, they're trying to figure out, did I really meet this guy? Or I don't remember. And then, you know, you got to break down the walls. That's the most important part of real estate. Let the guards down. 
Because nobody wants to talk to somebody that's unfamiliar. <laughs> right. And nobody wants to feel like they're about to be sold something. Exactly. Right? So It work every time, bro. You just got to be smooth with it, man. You got to be smooth. I like it. I like it. A lot of people not smooth, man. (laughs) Yo, that's what's up. On your journey, man, let me ask, has there been any books? Because people love to books, even though it could, for some people, it feels like that's even more work to try to read. But we also know there's so much knowledge, so much wisdom, so many strategies in books. Has there been anything that has really helped you to accelerate your path by reading or listening to something? You mentioned YouTube earlier. What YouTube videos did you start out watching? Man, I, the first video I watched was Phil Pusiask, and of course, the first book I bought was his. So I'll be honest, I have never read a book from cover really? to cover until I got into real estate. And the first book I, I got was his because it was free, and it was How to Become a Real Estate Investor. And I read his story. He was broke living in his truck, and now he's, you know, mega millionaire, multimillionaire. So read that book. That inspired me. I was like, shit, if he could do it, I could do it. And I then- could do it. <laughs> Yo, that's, that's the theme of this show. If he can do it, I can do it. Yeah, that, that's that's me and my mindset. Is, you know, he put his pants on just like mine. So why, if he can do it, why can't I? That's what's up, man. No, that's, you got to think about it. A lot of people give out exactly what they do. It's just some people, they don't take the action on it. Or they think it's too hard. Right. Everybody in books, YouTube is all over. How do you get, how you become a millionaire? Or how you become rich? Or how you, how you open a daycare? You become a real estate investor. They give you the information. You just got to take action on the information. Facts, facts, facts. That's what I say. And and most people nowadays, they just want access, right? I always say the information is not scary. So what most people, when you're paying for it, you're paying for access. You're not paying for whatever that product or that service is. Yeah. You're paying to pick up the phone and call that person, which is the most valuable thing that we all have to offer is our time. Right. Because right. the information is out there just scattered, just not all in one place. You're going to pay for it being all in one place and you actually talking to that person, getting direct access and straight to the point. That's what you're paying for. Facts. Now, man, looking at your journey and how much wiser that you are when you first started and everything that you've learned is that if there is one thing that you wish that you would have implemented sooner to accelerate your path on your journey, what would that one thing be? Damn, that's good. Uh, burn more, uh, like to buy the properties and then rehab them and then uh, refinance those properties. Cause I, I didn't refinance a property. Well, I did the burn in 2017, but I, you know, I really wasn't, it didn't come to my head or what I really did. And then uh, once I really figured out what it was, I was like, God damn, why didn't they do this? Cause all the properties that I bought, after rehabbing everything, I was all in at like 60 to 65%. So I left a lot of equity. But at the same time, I don't really refinance a property if I don't need to just to walk away with 20000 30000 You know, because at the end of the day, I'm in my 20s and my 30s. I'm trying to pay off all the real estate I have. So I walk away debt free in my 40s and then I keep scaling. So, you know, um, I don't know. I think I should have bought more properties. I bought, I think in my first year, I bought 13. So right now I'm at 22. So I should have just kept buying more properties. I should have focused directly on buying and not doing everything. Cause I was doing wholesaling, buying, rehabbing, everything at one time. So I should have just focused strictly on buying real estate, not doing all that at once. <clears throat> Got it. So so focusing on the long term of acquiring and building yeah. wealth rather than trying to focus on the short term of flipping them off to somebody else for a quick yeah. payment. Yeah, yeah, I was doing it all. I was doing too much at once. I wasn't focused on one thing at one time. 
Got it. Yeah. I was trying to get paid off of everything. <laughs> I hear you there. I, mean, I think a lot of us have that itis, right? We, mm-hmm. we want to have our hands in everything. And, and some mm-hmm. people probably listening or watching this right now, and they're like, Casano, you got you. So I'm like, yo, let's, let's move on to the next question because they're going to mm-hmm. probably look at me. <laughs> yo, no, that's what's up, man. Um, I guess the, the, the last question that I have for you is for somebody that's out there that's listening at this and they love your story, they're inspired by your journey, they want to stay connected with you, but they got that little voice in their head and we always have that little voice. And that little voice says that they're not strong enough, they're not smart enough, or maybe they just don't have enough resources to do what you've done. What's the one thing that you would leave them with to get them to just take action? Uh, I'll say put yourself on a different space or different areas so when i started i was uh had a lot of sacrifice to make you gotta think about that you can't really listen to people that's never done what you're trying to do uh if your parents is not where you want to be my advice is not to take their advice because if you're not where i'm trying to go how could you give me the advice that i need listen to the people that's actually doing what you're doing that's further than you and uh just stay away from all the bs because uh, toxic relationships, toxic energy can really, uh, you know, put you down and not elevate you or inspire you to go further and faster. So separate yourself from the people that's not doing what you want to do and uh, surround yourself around the people that is doing what you want to do. And then uh, be positive. Of course, you have a lot of failure, but at the end of the day, if you stay consistent with what you want to do, you will, you will reach success. <laughs> that's what's up. No, that's super, super sound advice my brother i mean there's so many people out there that yeah they trying to be a doctor but they listening to plumbers yeah man oh, they, 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 you know they trying to get in the real estate but they listen to the to the guy the oh change please come on right. that is never nah. gonna work man yeah, for so, anybody um go ahead what were you gonna say like, i'll stay away from all that like still to this day my parents say something like yeah I, I, it's all good still doing it though right when i built my first house i ain't tell them till a week before closing why you just thought you knew that they was gonna have something to say that could... I, I don't want to hear another negative energy they was like why are you doing that you can't handle that like i feel you're my parents but you at the end of the day you don't know what i can handle because you don't have the same mindset as me. i respect it yeah oh man so for anybody first off i want to be the first one to say thank you and i appreciate you my brother if nobody else has told you today you've dropped so much wisdom for anybody who wants to stay connected with you where can they find you at uh, holla at me on Instagram, O'Neill J. Parker. And um, you can also shoot me a text. My, I got the, my number in my bio. So shoot me a text if you have any questions or anything. You can also go on my website, O'Neill, O-N-E-I-L, Parker.com. Shoot at me. You can uh, connect with me on there as well. Cool. But I'm most active on Instagram. <laughs> God, what about Clubhouse? Oh, yeah, that too, that too. We got a morning show every morning, man. Uh, business over breakfast, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central. You can catch me on that too. That's what's up, man. Well, again, my brother, I want to say thank you for coming, blessing us with your presence on the show and dropping so much wisdom. I look forward to when this releases and also hearing the feedback. Uh, Remember, Dream Nation, just as he said, you got to take action. You got to protect your energy because if you don't, that dream that you have, and we all have a dream, it will only merely be a fantasy. That's all for this one. We'll catch you on the next one. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. 
If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. That's where you're going to be able to find all of the resources that we talked about in today's episode, as well as more exclusive content. And you'll also be able to sign up to our email list where we have more exclusive content. And we always love to hear the feedback from you all because you're our tribe. So remember, in the dream we trust, we'll see you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.